And we are super psyched to welcome our newest sponsor, Thunder Road Guitars. Thunder Road Guitars is the Pacific Northwest best source for premium, new, used, and vintage guitars, amplifiers, and pedals. Online or in their Seattle, that's West Seattle, or Portland stores. You'll find fantastic customer service and a terrific vibe. I know because I'm in there a lot. Grab a cup of coffee, swing on in, don't spill your coffee, and check it all out. And now if you use code TOURSTORIES10, you can get 10% off at thunderroadguitars.com. Yes, that's me playing guitar. Hello, big news from our friends over at DistroKid. They now have an app. This app works on iOS and Android, of course, and it's available in the Apple Store and Google Play Stores and all the stores where you buy apps. Go check it out. It's got a lot of cool features. You can upload new releases. You can get notified when you've earned royalties. Awesome. You can withdraw from the app via push notifications. A little dangerous for me, but rad. Anyways, go check it out. It's all at distrokid.com app. And don't forget, you can still get 30% off your DistroKid account by going to distrokid.com VIP slash tour stories. Have a great one. We continue to celebrate our friends and partners over at Isotope, and we got some big news for you. The gold standard of audio repair, RX11, is coming in May. In the meantime, you can buy RX10 now on sale and get RX11 absolutely free when it's released. Tour Story listeners get 10% off by using code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. All at isotope.com. That's I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com. Hello, everyone, and thanks for listening. I'd like to take a moment to thank our sponsor, Ready Cafe and Coffee Roasters, located in Portland, Oregon. When I lived in Portland, I stopped by the Ready almost every day. I'd get a cup of coffee, a bag of beans, or both. I also probably irritated Mindy and Keith with my pre-coffee crankiness. Now I order coffee online, and you can too. Go to thereadycafe.com, T-H-E-R-E-D-E-C-A-F-E, and pick up a bag of beans, some tea, or a gift card for the people you care about. Enjoy the show. Hey, Steve. Hey, Joe. <laughs> How's it going? It's going not bad. Where are you? I'm uh, in Los Angeles, California, where I've been spending most of the days of my life when I'm not on the road. Right. How's L.A. feel today? Well, how's the climate down there? This is a special day. It is a special day. This is day two of the 2020 election. And um, yeah, so there's there's a lot of anticipation in the air. But I haven't really seen many of my fellow Los Angelinos. I've taken a walk in the neighborhood, but I didn't. I had interaction with nobody. You have a stress ball in your stomach? Oh, no, I'm feeling okay. I've, I've made a lot of peace with it. The one thing that's weird is that like last night was tense for most of the people that I I love and now, you know, and uh, no one was calling each other. <laughs> I, noticed that. I noticed that too. I'm on a text thread with a group of people and we're usually like play by play sass and something. No one wanted to no, discuss. No one. <laughs> yeah, no jokes. No, no serious inquiry. Nothing. Everyone's just like <gasps> frozen. 
Yeah. And then I went on Facebook a little bit, but I found that people are just, everyone is so freaked out after, well, really the last four years, but I think particularly the last seven months that, you know, people are still just kind of discussing David Bowie and trying to keep it, keep, keep that place <laughs> right. as it should be probably, you know? Yeah. And uh, uh, at least in my feed. Do you want to tell me what you will do if Joe Biden wins or if Don wins? You mean like, do I have plans? Yeah. Well, my, well, my son who goes to a very progressive liberal, like hippie school, he wanted to know what our escape plan was last night. Like how old is he? He's 11. Mm -hmm. So he started talking, he's like, what's that city in Canada? I think it starts with a V. <laughs> really? I said Vancouver. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's pretty gray up there. It's beautiful, but the weather yeah. is a little gray. <laughs> 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 but um, you know, I mean, I don't know. You know, I mean, it's a whole mixed bag of things. And I was making peace with it last night, to be honest. And um, I'm not sure if that's some false sense of zen that I've stumbled onto. I don't really know, but I immediately started getting philosophical about it. And uh, my wife was crying <laughs> and I started counting our blessings rather than, you know, I honestly, this is terrible, but I think I've made peace with my pessimism mm -hmm. and my apathy. I just have, I just, I don't fucking have that. I don't know how to think about it. So I'm just like, I'm, just going to be a fucking pessimist. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I mean, I think that it's, um, well, you know, some people with, what is it? Uh, with, uh, hope for the best plan for the worst. Yeah. You know, yeah. maybe that's, these are prudent ways to be. I don't know. Supposedly the, the Greek Stoics had these theories. They kept someone grateful by just always imagining the absolute worst possibility every day, every day yeah and reminding you that uh, it could always be much worse it might be a, a good plan for life the thing that i'm trying to avoid especially as a father is the cynicism that seems to be you know me too impossible and it just seems to me that right now it's important for me to kind of give him this message of, of, you know, the process that's happening right now, regardless of which way it goes is a relevant process and that it's something to um, still believe in regardless of what we think happens. And, and, and I have a lot of friends that don't share that thought and I've never had really challenged myself with that thought all that much, to be honest. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. And I should prepare myself a little bit more for that. As I said, I'm letting my pessimism go. Hopefully not my cynicism. <laughs> yeah. This yeah. this has really been like a reckoning. It's a moment for me to sort of, more than anything, kind of catch up on my point of view on, you know, how shit works and what do I, yeah. what do I actually think about how it works? You know, I think I've had a very passive role and, uh, I've passively accepted sort of my values. Um, I've just sort of taken my friend's words for it. And that's been fine. And I've been very lucky to live a life at a time of, of a relative peace in our worlds where I can do that. 
and then maybe that speaks to my privilege and all that stuff about being a white male and, and et cetera. Right. But, um, but I mean, I think more than anything, it was just, I didn't have the interest in it. I was more just into, you know, my passions, which are relevant too. But, uh, you know, I was supposed to be extremely busy with touring and just, um, you know, not thinking a whole lot, just keep moving this year. Right. Yeah. And the exact opposite happened. Exactly. Yeah. Right alongside with um, all sorts of stuff that was undeniable that I really had to kind of look at and um, figure mm-hmm. out what my take was on it. Not just for my own sense of sanity, but also because someone else is looking at me wanting to know what I thought. Right. Yeah. Since the pandemic started, what what's your day look like? Well, first off, I'm really grateful. And one thing that's amazing that's happened to me this year is that my wife has started working a lot. <laughs> nice. I'm really, but no, but even more so working on stuff that she has been wanting to do for years. Yeah. But has had a hard time getting work. And suddenly she's had this like overflow of work, which I am extremely grateful and I'm, I almost don't want to say it because I know that's yeah, not yeah. the case for everybody. And if I, if that wasn't happening and our, I'd be a mess right now. Um, and what that work is, is she's been scoring TV shows. And um, so I've been taking on, I've been leaning into the domestics a lot. I've learned how to, you know, barbecue ribs <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but you know, somebody, but you know, but doing stuff I've always thought I would do, but haven't done like, oh, I've started meditating and things that were inevitables, but never would I actually ever just do it. I would just, would just ramble on crazy and say, I know I should just be meditating, but I don't I can't do it. Yeah. Coming to term with my ADD and things like that, you know? Um, so yeah, my day has kind of been like up early, trying to help with getting my son up for school and doing the whole video thing. But I will admit that Anna, my wife still does most of that. She's, you know, better equipped human being than I am. Um, in all, in all arenas, I would say. Um, (laughs) but so at any rate, so we do that and then I've been taking walks, lots of walks and, uh, started my little meditation. I'm almost embarrassed to say, you know, it's like, it's a kind of incredible gift Mm -hmm. and I've spent a lot of time sort of going inward and kind of giving myself a bit of an education on stuff that I've wanted to do for years, but have never been disciplined enough yeah so like what uh you know like just i've been listening to a lot of books and reading a lot and uh trying to you know i start seeing a shrink and uh just basically doing housekeeping like a lot of housekeeping and a lot of it's some of it's literally the house and then some of it's a lot of it's in my head i'm 53 now and I've been so on the move, especially the last 10 years, that I really have not um, had the desire maybe to take stock of my, you know, my mental inventory and um, just keep moving along and just trying to keep all the balls in the air and keep everything moving, 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 keep the momentum going. Now, I've lost a lot of momentum on stuff this year, and that's been heartbreaking. Um, Red Cross is something I've 
you know, my band that I started when I was 11 years old. And then we went on hiatus for 10 years, starting in the late nineties. And I started doing other kinds of jobs, mostly like producing and, you know, stuff, not in a supportive role, right. not as a diva yeah, <laughs> on yeah. stage. Yeah. I kind of gave up on my um, marketing myself, trying to sell my own t-shirts. I tried yeah. to sell other people's t-shirts <laughs> and get a, get a cut of them. And so I switched back and around 10 years ago, and I've just been driving it really hard. In some ways, I think feeling like I was trying to make up for lost time, like, okay, I made a wrong turn. Let's like, let's go into overdrive now. And I was been in three bands and just saying yes to everything, regardless if it was a wise thing to do or not. And, you know, it's all been okay for the most part. I don't think I've created too much wreckage, but except for my brain, a bit bit of a psychic mess I'm finding. (laughs) You know, <laughs> as I've been doing my my searching, I guess, you know, my eat, pray, love, whatever that, yeah. <laughs> whatever that, uh, that book was from a few years ago, that was mostly for, um, I guess, Karen's, the Karen Bible. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the Karen Bible. Oh, man. Uh you know, but so anyways, I don't know, just kind of stuff like that, reading philosophy or books about uh, spirituality or psychology mm-hmm. and anthropology and trying to figure out, you know, you know, why is everyone so pissed off mm-hmm. and what is my place and how do I feel about all the topics that everyone is so polarized about right now? And, um, you know, so stuff like that. So you're in LA when the marches and the protests were in full swing. Did yeah. did you get near in? Did you march or? Well, well, I, I guess I feel a little bit like I'm. A, um, I feel a little guilty saying I wasn't on the front lines, <laughs> but um, you know, I guess you know. I mean, the other thing is like we, you know, I maybe this new role of dad gives me a free pass. I don't know, but. Uh, I'm the one that they've been extremely quarantined. I was the one that would like, I, I go out and forage for food. That That's my purpose. If, if I mess up, then they're just going to wither away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But now, you know, and it, it's basically, yeah. I mean, I would, I mean, I'll admit it. I was really freaked out to see how many people gathered. And a lot of it wasn't that far from my house because whatever we had been, um, quarantined for three months at that point was it and um i wasn't seeing my family i wasn't seeing my parents Mm -hmm. my parents are in their 80s you know and we we couldn't get tested yet so you know at any rate it was just seemed crazy to me to see people gathering in such dense populations even it was outside and not that i didn't like back the basic premise and everything aside from looting i was you know you know i'm down for for it you know, I just find that it's, I'm just thinking, I mean, some of the stuff I've been reading and whatever, reading about mythology and these, these, these stories, these human stories that seem to retell themselves over and over and over, that there might be some bigger truths in them. And that, you know, just this idea that the narratives that we keep getting is that there's, that if, you know, you listen to your own personalized feed, that, that, that there's, everyone's evil out there, and except for the people that you talk to. Yeah, yeah. 
and and that's been really corrosive and horrible and and it's and i've really been trying to like let because it's hard to sometimes i'll i'll listen to other stuff for a while and i feel like oh my god am i being indoctrinated is this some sort of initiation that's happening right now mm-hmm. and it feels dirty and scary <laughs> and yeah and I'm finding last night that my reaction to thinking that maybe we were going to have four more years of this and my calm about it was that, oh, well, maybe some of this challenging myself that I've been doing is actually helping uh-huh. and kind of working because I kind of had this sense of like, eh. and it wasn't just cynicism. It wasn't just that it's all the same and that, you know, that there's the deep, there's those, you know, puppeteers and, and some other level of power that you know and that none of the, that all of this is just a you know some kind of play i mean i don't know maybe some of that shit's true too i don't know but i know that um i had a sense of feeling like regardless of what happened it's going to be okay and that I think that everybody's trying to find um a compassionate uh empathetic way to live just people have very different ideas of how that is how that's done that's that's my peace of mind today. Amongst all this pandemic election, yeah. everything else that's going on in the world, are you reading or watching anything that's fun? Silly. Oh, God. I, I, <laughs> I'm trying to think. I... um. Yeah, the only thing my wife and I finally started watching a show together. Um, we never do. We mm-hmm. do. <laughs> so she likes to watch. She goes as trashy as you possibly can, mm-hmm. and she's big on it. And um, and I'm the role I play because I grew up like a fine purveyor of popular culture, trash culture. My mm-hmm. parents put no limitations on any of it. But at some point in my 40s i became guilt-ridden and became a bummer drag and <laughs> stopped, stopped getting stopped my wife sort of feels like i've misrepresented myself she's like yeah, from Red Cross. why aren't you watching this yeah. the bachelor with me so that's the thing we argue about because then she started indoctrinating my son into like they watch kardashians mm-hmm. together yeah. i get really pissed but uh i don't get pissed my whole thing is just like as long as he's watching with a critical eye which she doesn't want me to it's like I'm put raining on the parade and she gets pissed off. Like <laughs> they signed up for it. <laughs> it's like, our like the bachelor. I'm like, you know, these girls were, were, this is so mean. We're like, it's like, they don't understand how they're being humiliated. And, and that's when she yells at us. She's like, they <laughs> signed up for it. Yeah. <laughs> so, but anyway, that aside. So she, Finally, so I'm really boring once again. So I liked one of the shows I loved was The Crown, and oh yeah, <laughs> and there's going to be a new season coming up. <laughs> so, oh really? Yeah, there's a new season coming up in November, and so my wife finally, she's like, okay, okay, I'm going to watch your show. So she's gone back and she's watching all of the all three seasons that have happened already. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we're, watch- we're watching it together. It's oh the, nice! It's the first time we've done anything like that in years. We've been together for 20 years or whatever. Oh, you know what else I like? Okay. I discovered um, a Hulu show, Pen 15. Oh, yeah. I love just it. discovered that about a month ago. Love it. Love it. Yeah. And the and the new season's great, too. And um, the last episode of the new season, 
made me, you know, put a tear on my cheek. I loved it. All right. Yeah. Here's a fun little like nerdy fanboy popular culture weird moment. I was in line at Dodger Stadium in my car because mm-hmm. that's where a lot, a lot of people get tested in my neighborhood. And I looked and I was like, oh, that looks like the um, drama teacher on Pen15. And and of course, I'm nerdy enough to where I follow the cast members of Pen15 on social yeah. media. And I, and I remembered, wait, he's married to the star, Maya Erskine. And I thought, what is that? And then I noticed the girl in the car next to him was the star pen 15 my erskine oh yeah and i got really excited and then I, and then i started thinking like wait do i accost them do i you know like try to give them a thumbs up you know you know you're in the car pandemic accosting <laughs> and then i thought wait do i post something on facebook yeah. or instagram and i thought you know oh that's so creepy because they might see it <laughs> and feel like <laughs> Like, oh, thanks. Ah, freaky. Yeah. Weird. It could be construed as like, this dude was taking a picture of me at the doctor's office. He might feel that way. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. But I mean, but I will just say, I, I love that show. I think that um, they really capture um, middle school, um, the grossness and weird awkwardness yeah. of it. Well, it's sort of my favorite TV show since... Um, I really was a big fan of Freaks and Geeks when it was originally on. And uh, so I, I, I recommend it. All right. Um, so you said a lot of your touring got canceled in 2020, oh, yeah. 2021. Was it a ton of touring? Yeah, I had. Well, it was first year that it was going to, the Red Cross was going to be my primary touring outfit since 1998. We had an album come out in 2019, a new album, which those don't happen very often. And then we had three reissues come out in 2020. And, um, but there was no stopping them. So they just kind of came out to, you know, no fanfare. Yeah. (laughs) And they both came, you know, they came out on cool labels. Two of them came out on uh, Third Man and one came out on Merge. And, you know, it had been, I'm grateful for that. And, and it had been a lifetime of me making relationships and trying to get people to put out old Red Cross records. And and then that happened, <laughs> you know, and then Pitchfork re- re- interview, I mean, uh, reviewed some of them and which I guess that's great, but it kind of gave yeah. me B's and C's. <laughs> and I was uh-huh. like, wait, that's a lifetime of my work. And you guys are <laughs> saying B's and C's and, like oh you horrible people and i and i can't even be out there like proving each night that i am you know an uh, a person yeah that well that i'm you know i am i'm I'm relevant and i am uh uh virile and alive (laughs) and not decaying and not irrelevant and not silly and and you know so it was horrible I just hope that we still get to do all this again, more of it, yeah. and, you know? Yeah, I do too. Have you done any of the um, online performing, streaming, any version of that with any of your bands? No, but I think the Melvins are, sl- are slowly putting together a plan to do, to get involved into that, that racket. There's good stuff coming up from Melvins that we've, cool. we've, we've taken good advantage of uh, the time. I, I, it was funny. One of the first things I started doing right when um, back in March and April, I started doing a bunch of um, acoustic covers that I would put on Instagram. 
I just felt this inspiration to start playing and singing acoustic guitar. I'm a, I'm a bass yeah. player really by trade. And, and I was trying to sing songs that I had never tried to sing before, like weird Partridge family songs and stuff. And that was keeping, I felt like I was it deepened. It was back to my studies. I was trying to like, I was trying to take master classes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> in, in early 1970s songwriting and theory, yeah. <laughs> pop songwriting theory and stuff like that. But then, you know, everything changed after the, um, the George Floyd stuff. Well, suddenly nothing meant it, I, I had to shift gears. Yeah. I know what you mean. <laughs> I, I really shifted gears. Yeah. Um, but I think I'm coming back around to wanting to play and wanting to get, it's just hard to putting yourself out there, you know, and some ways being a part of the whole um, self-promotion. I personally was having, um, I was getting into some kind of negative headspace about it, you know? Yeah. And not, I did no judgment at all. It's more like just my own trying to square myself with myself. If that makes any sense. Yeah, <laughs> it does. Well, in lieu of seeing Red Cross this year, or yeah. hopefully maybe the end of next year or something, yeah. but what do you say we play Beyond the Door? Oh, yeah, there we go. Great. All right, let's play it. That's a fun song. 
Yeah. That makes me feel better on a day like this. <laughs> Man, those backing vocals are cool. I really like those. Thanks. So when did you record that song uh, or that record? That record got recorded um, sort of March, April, 2019. Yeah. And then we mm-hmm. toured it. We toured with the Melvins in September. We did it like eight, nine weeks, which was really exciting. Um, you know, I was doing double duties. And, uh, yeah. and Dale and I both were, and that was awesome. But then we had this big ambitious plan to do Red Cross headlining all over the all over the world in 2020, which we had not done since '98. Um, we hadn't had uh, a lineup yeah. could just go for it, and we and yeah, with Dale on drums and <clears throat> Jason, our guitar player, um, it we were finally poised for <laughs> such an event. <laughs> yeah, God, <damn>. whatever. <laughs> it's, yeah whatever you know but uh so that that did not happen um but you know it 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 can happen again at a later date and uh you know and i think everyone's everyone's going to come out of this i i hope i i pray or whatever that uh everyone comes out okay as best you know all the people that i love and as many people out there can um come out and come out better for all the craziness you know Whatever the yeah. the Nietzsche quote is that Roseanne borrowed on <laughs> her theme song about what doesn't kill us. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you you have anything on repeat in your house right now? Are you listening to uh, music? You're psyched on? Yeah, I wish I could say I was more psyched on something new that you don't know about. Um, I've been having um, that's been part of my psychic like mental figure myself out why I don't want to listen to mm-hmm. new music. <laughs> You know, I mean, there's a new. Uh, well, I mean, I love I love Ty Siegel. They know he has a new Fuzz record out. I, I'm going to get into probably mm-hmm. soon. Um, yeah. But what I've been listening to, like the music that comforts me, is music from the '60s, and uh, I've just been lately I've been going through a, a intense Supremes, <laughs> like. Oh, nice. Listening to a lot of Supremes, and I was listening to a lot of Turtles earlier. The sweeter and can sugarier it is, the more I I question my how depressed I might be, <laughs> uh-huh. but um, I've been really diving deep into audiobooks, and I listened to um, Howard Kalen of the Turtles wrote a great rock bio from from five years ago. It's great to listen to it because he reads it, but you know, read it however you ingest printed materials. You do that, mm-hmm. and um, because he has the absolute best rock and roll tour story that's ever happened, as far as I'm concerned. When I listened to it, it particularly, um, I felt a real sense of ownership because he's from a neighboring town to me. He's from a little part of Los Angeles called Westchester. It's a you know a suburb of Los Angeles, a neighboring town to neighboring suburb to the town I grew up in, Hawthorne, California. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna give that a listen. I need a new book. Yeah, please do. Yeah, Howard Kalen, Howard Kalen of the Turtles. I love the book. I love it. Well, I'm going to let you go, but I have one more question for you. Yeah. What do you do to get through the day? And maybe you have any advice for people to get through the day when they have, when they're down, stressed out, pessimistic, (laughs) cynical. Well, I feel, uh, you know, especially after I've been so forthcoming with all the great breaks I've had, um, all the blessings I have. I know everybody doesn't have the same blessings, but, um, you know, I just just try to lean into gratitude when I'm feeling really down. I got to figure out what keeps me grateful and 
find that. And, um, you know, being a dad is obviously something that I'm really grateful to be. Um, but just the people in my life, and even when I'm having a hard time liking myself all that much for all these reasons that I get down about, I think about all the people that I love and to know they love me, that helps and be grateful about that, you know? That's great. So, All right. Well, thanks for your time, man. I appreciate it. Sure. Thank you. It was a lot of fun. Happy um, ballot counting. <laughs> Not that you're going to count the ballots, but I mean, yeah, might as well. Who yeah, knows? Yeah, I know. Well, I hope to see you in the next year or so in L.A. or That would be great. That'd be great. Airport. Thank you, Joe. All right. Thanks a lot, man. I'll uh, hopefully see you sometime soonish. Okay. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye.